Listeners, Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, welcoming you to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Million Quinteros, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I am a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, and I'm also the overseer of Dominion Fire Church here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, if you've been following the show for a little bit, you know that on the show we talk about a lot of things, and we talk about a lot of things which are not only relevant, but things that are also considered somewhat controversial. And uh, this series of shows that we're doing around this time are no exception to this. So we have to cover some of these topics, and some of these topics, I'm going to just give you a little uh, disclaimer ahead of time, they may shake your faith a little bit, and that's okay. You know, They may kind of cause you to think a little bit, and that's okay. But we got to have certain discussions, and today's episode is right in on that. We are in the thick of things here. And today's topic is on what's called deliverance. Now, deliverance, and our guest is going to break this down uh, much deeper than we will. Just for you that uh, that maybe you're familiar with it or not, um, not 100% sure, we're taking on demons. Let's just lay it out in real simple forms like that. And um, this is a topic that has divided many a church, many a Christian, many a friends. So, uh, but again, we got to have this discussion because it's vital to our understanding and to our faith what we're up against, what we're dealing with. Joining me on the phone today, this guest is someone I've been paying close attention to for quite a few years now, and I've uh, heard some of his teachings and materials, and I'm, I'm so grateful he's joining us today. He is a uh, counselor by trade in the Phoenix, Arizona area. You can also find him at HardcoreChristianity.com and in the Phoenix area, known as the House of Healing. Uh, also a radio minister, teaching minister, joining us on the phone today, Michael W. Smith. Welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? Doing very good. It's my privilege to be here. Well, we're grateful to have you. Thank you again. And uh, let's just get right into this. Uh, This is, again, this is a topic we need to uh, start breaking down. So uh, would you please open us with uh, a testimony, a story, something that you can tell us that kind of flip people out? What what can you share that's on your heart today? Yeah, I'll do that, and I'll keep it brief. Um, In my experience, um, there's, there's two big lies Satan... Uh, pours on humanity. One is for sinners, and that lie is, um, I don't exist. And the second biggest lie is safe for Christians in the Christian church, and that is, Christians can't have demons. And uh, I came out of the Assemblies of God religion many years ago, okay. and uh, they taught that Christians couldn't have demons. And I'd been in the Assembly of God uh, church for years and years, and I was, I guess, considered a pillar of the Christian community there. I mean, I did everything. I was, I attended church four days a week. I was the men's ministry coordinator. I was one of the top tithers in the church. Uh, I went to all the revivals. Um, I did street witnessing. I coordinated our street witnessing group. But all those years that I was in the Assemblies of God and was working as a Christian and doing, you know, many wonderful things for the Lord, so to speak. I was in ministry for years, lay ministry. I always had this horrible kind of scab or scar on my soul. I had two major problems. I had anger issues, and I had lust issues. And they were strange because they were hair-trigger issues. 
um, I'd be okay for a minute and someone would say something or do something abusive to me. And I'd feel this thing down in my stomach, almost a tensing or a knot. And I used to get mad quickly. And I kept it under control because I was uh, a good born-again Christian and I was uh, filled with the Spirit and spoke in tongues and everything. And the same thing was true of my lusts. I had this hair-trigger lust urge that would come over me and I had almost like this kind of lust scanner in my eyes. And whenever I go to the mall in particular, it was very bothersome. I would scan women from top to bottom and then I would catch myself doing it and I would stop and I would catch myself lusty, and then I would stop. And this went on for literally years. And I went to every pastor, preacher, and evangelist I could get my hands on to ask them about this problem. I know I'm saved. I know I have the anointing for certain types of ministries, and I'm doing all these good things. But I got these two problems down in my soul that are killing me, and I hate them. I've got this anger issue, and I've got this lust issue, and I don't want it anymore. And I got the usual set of answers. Read your Bible more, go to church more, go to the seminars, uh, study more, uh, pray more, the usual stuff. And what they didn't understand was I was doing all that. I was going to church four to five times a week. I was reading the Bible two to three hours a day. I was teaching in the church, and I had all these problems. Well, to make the story short, I stumbled across a book by a preacher in Prescott, Arizona, and it looked like my... uh, autobiography. And come to find out, shortening the story, I found out that Christians can have demons. I found out that they could not be possessed by demons. That's impossible because in the spirit, man, the Holy Spirit lives in, the demons can't get in there. But demons can infect a Christian and get in their body and their brain, causing medical, mental, and physical problems. And after I got delivered in 2004... I went into the ministry to help other Christians who were living under the same bondage and the same deception that Christians couldn't be infected with spirits. And it opened up a whole new world to me in my current ministry. Okay. Now, what was the process that once you found that this happened, how did you go about addressing the problem? The the problem was I hated it. I hated uh, this lust thing. And I hated being angry because I knew it was wrong. And I would get on, I'd, I'd get on top of it for a while, and I could stop it for a while, and then it would come back. And then when I found this book explaining how it worked, that Christians could be infected but not possessed with spirits, and that deliverance was a normal part of Christianity in the early church, and that Nowadays, Christians don't normally go through deliverance, so they do what I call carryover. They carry over their demons from their sinful life into their Christian life, because nobody goes through the deliverance, and I didn't either, and that's exactly what happened to me. I had carried it over into my Christian life. And then when I found out that was true, I went through the what I call the self-deliverance process, where I went through repentance first, And then I used the Word of God as my authority, and I commanded and I cast the spirits out of my body, and it took about off and on two months to do it. Okay. So this is a process. Now, a lot of of Christians aren't aren't, uh, aware of this. So this can be done on a self-deliverance basis then? Yes, and in fact, that's a a major part of my ministry. We teach self-deliverance, and on the website, hardcorechristianity.com, there's a little self-deliverance button there 
for people who are afraid to come for help or they don't have anybody in their area that can help them. Okay. And then when the self-deliverance button. Okay. And when someone goes for self-deliverance, what is the process? Like you said, it's repentance, but is there like a set uh, series of prayers that they go through, a set declaration? How do they actually go through the process? Well, technically, uh, you know, in a way, no. You kind of work that out on your own, but the basics of it are, are just following the scriptures. Number one is, the key to it is repentance. There's no way to get delivered from the devil under any circumstances, physical, mental, emotional, without repentance. The person has to repent of their sins and turn their back on their old life. A carnal or lukewarm Christian cannot get delivered from sicknesses and demons. If they do, they'll always come back. Because the devil and demons, they always feed on sin. Negativity, lies, iniquity, anything of that nature is like a buffet to them. And if a Christian is not willing to repent, you can't get the devil out of their lives. That's the thing. The second thing is they have to understand that they have authority given to them by Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 10 and in Matthew chapter 18 and Mark chapter 16, Mm -hmm. for example. And the Lord Jesus gave you that authority when he gave you the Holy Ghost. And you have authority to destroy, cast out demons, and heal the sick. You have the authority to do that. And if you don't exercise that authority, you cannot be healed and you cannot be delivered from spirits. Excellent. All right, listeners, we are almost up against our first break here today. We are talking about the subject of deliverance and uh, what causes it and what is uh, how you handle it and, and just um, just some general ideas and information that we need to know about it. And again, on the phone with us, Michael W. Smith, counselor, Phoenix, Arizona, from HardcoreChristianity.com, who we're going to hear uh, more stories and more information from as soon as we get back from this break. This is the Heal the Sick podcast, and we'll be back momentarily. Don't nobody go anywhere. Hello listeners, Million here. Right now, Dominion Fire is working on several creative projects, including this radio program and our new music project called Acoustic Fire. In addition, our ministry not only serves the prayer and healing needs of the Las Vegas area, but we are also working closely with churches in East Pakistan and Christian orphanages in South India. This ministry is committed to bringing divine healing, the presence and love of God, and the message of dominion, power, and authority to all corners of the earth. If this program and our guests have blessed you or encouraged you, then we ask you to consider financially supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. For more information, please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter, lowercase with no spaces, and read more about what we do, including our plans and intentions. There are a variety of monthly options to bless this work so that we can in turn bless many, many others. Thank you for considering us and for helping to bring healing to a world that's eagerly waiting. Again, that's www.dominionfire.com. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. And 
we're back here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. And we're coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. We're calling it Saint City because we're flipping the sin right out of here. So uh, this program is the Heal the Sick podcast. And uh, this series of shows that we're working on now is a uh, little bit of a sensitive subject with a lot of people. But as, as I mentioned in, in segment one of this, we have got to have this discussion. We need to know what we're up against because it's just – it's war. And like any other war, we have to know the intelligence. We have to know the enemy. We have to know what we're dealing with so that we can be properly equipped to handle it. And that's just kind of uh, the, the rudiments of a lot of the things of our faith. we got to know what we're dealing with. And the gentleman joining me on the phone today uh, deals with this extensively. Michael W. Smith, counselor in Phoenix, Arizona, also with HardcoreChristianity.com and a actual location in the Phoenix area known as the House of Healing. And uh, Michael is on the phone with us today. And uh, Michael, we started talking a little about your um, how you kind of got involved and how you started learning about this. Uh, with the ministry that you're with now, with Hardcore Christianity, as well as House of Healing, uh, can you tell us a little bit of the background and uh, history of those uh, organizations and how they came together? Yeah, sure. Um, I had uh, moved out to Phoenix in uh, 1980 when I got out of graduate school, and I worked for 25 years as a uh, licensed and certified a secular counselor here in Maricopa County. But in uh, uh, 2005, God turned my world upside down. What had happened was I was uh, financially secure, and I had gotten tired of secular counseling. I wanted to go into the full-time ministry, but I didn't know how to do it because I didn't want to just counsel people anymore. I wanted to do the, the counseling that leads to actual healing. Well, I had, at that time, I'd had my radio show, a man called me from Apache Junction, Arizona. He was living in a trailer in a rundown mobile home park, and he needed help. And I went out there to visit the guy to pray for him, and he had a case of severe bipolar. And I'd worked with bipolar patients over the years, of course, in mental illnesses as a secular counselor, and I'd made a lot of money off of of a sick people over the years, like everybody else does. But I'd never seen anybody actually cured. We were only doing uh, maintenance and patching and medication monitoring and so on. Well, I went out and did a clinical interview of this man out in Apache Junction, and I said to myself, well, now what am I going to do? This guy does have severe bipolar. I'm just going to step out on my faith. And so I said, sir, I want to pray for you. And I stood up and I put my hands around the top of his head, the crown of his head, like I put my fingers there. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly remember what I said years ago, but something about Satan, let this man go, or something like that. And suddenly, his head started shaking a bit, and then within a few seconds, I'm going to say 45 seconds, it was over. And I stepped back and looked at him, and he had this strange look of amazement on his head, on his face, and I said to him, what just happened? And he said, I felt something lift out of my head. Hmm. I said, well, what do you feel now? He says, well, my, my head is clear. I, my mind and my brain feel clear. I called him a couple days later, and the guy was completely cured. Hmm. And I realized, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, this guy had had a seducing spirit hiding in his brain, causing a mental illness. And then I started to treat people that had mental illness, Christians that had mental illnesses, bipolar, schizophrenia, clinical depression, you name it, anxiety disorders, PTSD, everything. 
and God's healed hundreds of them. When I realized that some mental illnesses can have a spiritual demonic root. And when I found that out, it completely changed my life. I retired from my counseling business. I closed down my counseling center and I went into the ministry full time in 2005. And I've been doing that ever since. So to kind of follow up on that point, so in for for people that may be listening who are maybe not real experienced in this area, so in cases of let's say mental illness, but also in physical as well, so they would you say that mental illness is always a demonic thing or can be sometimes most of the time? What what kind of like numbers are you seeing in that sense? No, no, mental illness is always demonic. For example, if if you have somebody in your family that you love and that you're close to and they die, the person's going to go through a period of depression. And that's perfectly normal. That's just part of being a human being. However, if the depression turns into dysthymia and it continues on for months and months and years and years, there could be a spiritual root to it. Other mental illnesses are slam-dunk demonic. For example bipolar, schizophrenia, PTSD, those type of illnesses. Those all have demonic roots. Okay. But not every every mental illness is demonic. Okay. And then what about on the physical side of things with physical illnesses? Uh, same thing with the physical. Now, that's a really interesting area that God taught me about. When I was with the Assemblies of God for years, we used to always pray for the sick, because in the Assembly of God religion, they do believe in uh, you know, the gifts of the Spirit and praying for sick people. Okay. Well, we had had so many people over the years, and I watched them with my own eyes, that wouldn't get healed. And I mean large numbers of people not getting healed. And what the reason for it was, some healings are not healings. They should be deliverances. To give you an example, in Mark chapter 1, Mark 7, Mark 9, and Luke chapter 13, Jesus healed people by having them go through deliverance because the medical condition was, was caused by a spirit. And here in Phoenix, I do a lot of training and a lot of counseling with people that run healing rooms, and there's dozens of them around our state. And they come uh, for training because the people that come in, many of them are not healed. And it's a spiritual route, not a medical route. So, for example, if you have someone coming to you for prayer and the root of the problem is medical, that patient needs healing. If it's demonic, they need deliverance. For example, quickly, uh, if you have a head injury in a car accident, that's not demonic, but that's medical. If you have scoliosis, that's not medical, that's demonic. We've had several people come to the services, and as soon as the spirit is cast out, the spine pops right back into place right in front of your eyes. Wow. If the illness has a demonic root, the person needs deliverance. If If it's a medical root, then they need healing. And in some cases, as you know, Sometimes they need both. Sometimes it's a demonic root that has caused medical problems. And that was the case in Luke chapter 13, where Jesus saw the woman that had the spirit of infirmity. Mm -hmm. And she was instantly healed. She had 
what we would call severe kyphosis. She was so bent over, she couldn't stand up anymore. She was bent forward, Mm -hmm. and she stood immediately up. Well, medically, that's not possible. Hmm. That's an incurable illness. But it's not incurable if you remove the spirit. So a lot of times in the healing rooms, people get very confused or disappointed because the person's not healed. They would have been healed. You just got to find the right route. So now when you are faced with someone who has maybe something ambiguous, like let's say it could go either way, what is the way that you know, or do you just go for both forms of it? Well, that depends on the person and their anointing, what kind of service they're in. But from my perspective, if I'm doing a counseling session, and that's a lot of my ministry is one-on-one counseling. I also do, uh, you know, group healings and group deliverances. Mm -hmm. But if it's a counseling session, what you do is you trail back the person's life. For example, spirits enter people's bodies usually as children and usually hmm. during trauma events or child abuse. Okay. When a child goes through a trauma event or child abuse, or sometimes in the womb, if the parents curse the baby and they say negative things about the fetus, like, I don't want you, I shouldn't have gotten pregnant, maybe we ought to consider abortion or something, wow. the spirits can enter a child's body during trauma. And when that happens, you can you can usually pick that up in the interview, or you can get it through the gift of knowledge. Mm-hmm. God will just reveal to you, okay. hey, this person was hurt or abused at this age or at that time, and that's when the Spirit got in. Wow. Once you recognize that and rebuke it and remove it, the person's medical condition just clears right up. Wow. Because that, in many cases, that would make sense when people say, well, I can't help a certain thing. This is just how I was made or I was born this with this condition or born this way. And uh, something could have happened to them before they were cognizant of what was going on. So I, so there's, there's something to that. Yeah, that happens all the time. You know, you have parents that uh, get pregnant because of lust, rape, uh, drunk at a party, um, sometimes they call them lust babies, or sometimes they get pregnant when they're married and they don't want a child, and they speak over the child. Maybe they're too old for the child, or they're economic, they can't afford a child. And if you speak negative things or hateful things over a child, even as a fetus, spirits have access to that child. Preachers call it an open door. Yeah, and, uh, you know, listeners, that's interesting because, you know, the Bible very clearly says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Got to be careful with what you say. Got to keep, got to keep your mouth like in check sometimes. And, uh, you know, some people would, would hear, you know, something like this and say, oh, I don't know. You know really think about it. There's life and death in your words. So you got to be very careful with, uh, with what, with the words you choose and the things you say because, uh, as, as Michael's sharing with us today, very bad things can happen from that. So we are up against our second break of the day. This, uh, conversation's fascinating. I, uh, I personally love this kind of, uh, this topic and this material. So, uh, I, I, I'd do 20 segments if I could. But we are up against the break. So, uh, listeners, you are checking out the Heal the Sick podcast with our guest today, Michael W. Smith from HardcoreChristianity.com in Phoenix, Arizona. And we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Hello, listeners. Million here. Right now, Dominion Fire is working on several creative projects, including this radio program and our new music project called Acoustic Fire. In addition, our ministry not only serves the prayer and healing needs of the Las Vegas area, but we are also working closely with churches in East Pakistan and Christian orphanages in South India. 
This ministry is committed to bringing divine healing, the presence and love of God, and the message of dominion, power, and authority to all corners of the earth. If this program and our guests have blessed you or encouraged you, then we ask you to consider financially supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. For more information, please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter, lowercase with no spaces, and read more about what we do, including our plans and intentions. There are a variety of monthly options to bless this work so that we can in turn bless many, many others. Thank you for considering us and for helping to bring healing to a world that's eagerly waiting. Again, that's www.dominionfire.com. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. And uh, you can check us out anytime you'd like at dominionfire.com if you'd like to find out more of our interviews here with just phenomenal and fascinating guests. And you can also find us at facebook.com slash dominionfire. And you can also find us on Twitter at dominionfire. And my personal Twitter is at healing minister. So if you want to fi- follow my uh, personal day-to-day or just kind of whenever a thought crosses my mind, please feel free to do that. And as you're going through these uh, programs and as you're listening, remember, if you have a question or if we kind of didn't get to something or didn't go deep enough on something, uh, please email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and uh, either with a testimony, a question, something like that. And uh, if you have a question for any of our guests, please send it in that way and I'll make sure that it gets over to them. So definitely keep in contact with us keep it uh, all locked here and please tell your friends because this um the, the stuff we talk about on the show here is stuff that people need to know so we're we're talking some some serious heavy duty and hardcore stuff now speaking of hardcore hardcorechristianity.com is the website the gentleman michael w smith joining us on the phone today and uh, michael in this segment i like to ask our guests if they will share a just a short lesson on something relevant to the topic so what is on your heart that you can share with our audience today Yes, uh, uh, I've been a counselor for 31 years, and uh, 25 of the years I was a secular counselor. And during those those years, unfortunately, I made a lot of money, but I never saw anybody actually cured. Never saw anybody cured. Uh, Secular psychology and psychiatry is very weak on that. They're good with patching and supporting and medications, but they're very very weak on the area of actually being cured. Well, the Holy Spirit taught me something really interesting. Here's how it works. When somebody grows up as a child, uh, trauma, trauma is handled in the body in several different ways. But the pain of trauma, for example, child abuse, is handled by the body differently. The spirit man, as you know, is the home of the Holy Spirit. And a Christian, every born-again Christian is literally perfect in their spirit, man. And that's where the Holy Spirit lives. The soul is another matter. Uh, they're almost like paternal twins in a way. You've got the good son and the bad son. You've got the clean son, and then you've got the filthy son. The soul is where all your emotions come out, out of. The Greek word is suke. The spirit, man, is where the Holy Spirit lives, That's where the person's gifts and fruit come out of. The Greek word, of course, is pneuma. The soul is an interesting piece of the human structure. 
humans are made out of five parts, body, soul, spirit, conscience, and mind. The soul is really interesting because that's what harbors our emotions. Your emotions come out of your soul, and that's where it harbors the pain of abuse and trauma. And what happens is your soul actually, in a way, kind of takes on, takes on a spiritual gash or stab mark, a cut. And these little cuts are painful. For example, during a counseling session, while you're talking to someone, or you're, or you're doing it with a friend or a relative, you get on a touchy subject, and they go back in time, they remember a time of great disappointment or great pain. And you'll notice that person will start maybe tearing up or start crying or they'll get choked up. Happens on TV all the time. That choking or painful tearing up episode is the result of that, that tear on the soul. And what God taught me was the Holy Spirit and nobody else is able to remove that cut or that tear on the soul. Hmm. And I've literally seen hundreds of people right in front of my eyes healed of emotional illnesses right in front of my eyes. All I have to do is isolate it. All I have to do is lead them to repentance if it's necessary, if it's something they did that caused their own pain. And the Holy Spirit is able to come and actually remove that thing from their soul. And that's one of the most amazing things I learned as a Christian counselor. People can not only be healed, as Jesus said, I came to heal the brokenhearted. And that's how he does it. He removes that wound from childhood. Now, a question on that. So just so I'm clear on this, when it comes to these wounds on the soul, um, they can be inflicted by someone or they can be self-inflicted. So it, it's both possibilities. Yes. Right. Usually it happens in childhood, and usually it's some kind of a tra traumatic event, a divorce, a death, child abuse, uh, an, an accident, uh, an injury, something like that strikes the child, and then there's, a, there's this cut or pain on their soul. And the problem with the soul is that once you scar it, you cannot fix it. And so if you'll notice quickly, the root of all addictions is a wound on the soul. The drinking, the alcohol, the drugs, the sex, the food, the gambling is not the problem. It's a symptom of the problem. The person is using secular means, fleshly means, to cover up or deaden emotional pain. And once that pain is removed, the person can actually recover. When I was a secular counselor, that was not possible. For example, alcoholics, we always told them, you're a recovering alcoholic. You'll always be an alcoholic. When I became a Christian counselor, now I see ex-alcoholics. Now they can be healed of alcoholism. So now with the, um, the with the childhood trauma, and this is uh, something that, that just kind of came to mind as you were mentioning that, just so, again, so I'm clear on this. If uh, I have a three-year-old, so if he were to be injure himself in some way, because he's not of an age where he can consciously accept Christ, as a parent who is a minister – how do you handle it, like kind of nip it in the bud before it comes becomes something? What do you do in a case like that? Well, if, if a child becomes injured, 
they don't necessarily develop a, a scar on their soul okay. from the, from an injury. But if it's to this level of severity where they're seriously injured or they're seriously frightened, mm -hmm. those are the two most common ones I run into. Mm -hmm. The parent then has the legal authority over the child and can remove that trauma and that scar from the child's soul. Gotcha. Children, by the way, are much easier to get healed than adults are because they don't have emotional baggage. The parents have legal authority for the children. Okay. And once I get that authority from the children, it's real easy to cast spirits out of kids and cast soul wounds out. They, they heal quickly. Definitely. Just like uh, just like physical wounds, the kid, my kid he falls, he bounces. So he's uh, they're 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 a lot more resilient, and I think spiritually speaking, they are, they're they're a lot tougher. I think than we give them credit for sometimes, but uh, but but definitely what uh, what you're saying is uh, is is huge. It's something that I I, I personally believe that uh, this is an area that God has kind of taken me into now, and uh, you know I think there's a lot of things that uh, you know, maybe we overlook sometimes, maybe we miss a little bit, and uh, you know it's definitely in line with uh, with the soul wounds and other things that, that, that you're talking about. Now, Michael, if uh, we're, we're almost coming up on our time here, um, if people would like to know more about you, uh, where to find you, if they would like to uh, visit you, if they would like to um, you know, just get involved or, or, uh, or uh, get some help from you, uh, can you give us your uh, website, social media, email, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you're comfortable sharing with us? Well, sure. Um, we have people... Uh coming in from out of state or out of town all the time for uh, for counseling and healing here uh, because our ministry is a little bit on the unique side. But most of my teachings on this subject are on our YouTube channel. It's called House of Healing AZ. And then, of course, all of our information about our, our services and additional teachings are on the website, hardcorechristianity.com. And it, that's got all of our iTunes and podcasts and all the information is is on the website. Excellent. And again, listeners, hardcorechristianity.com. And that is Michael W. Smith, who's uh, uh, the one leading that rush out there. And he's uh, also a radio uh, and teaching ministry as well. So I'm um, looking at the website now. A lot of different resources and um, looks like live video streaming when you actually have services and events. So a lot of ways for people to get involved. So uh, make sure you check them out. And uh, Michael, as we are coming up on the close of our show, I like to ask our guests if they will please say a prayer for our audience. Um, and just if you pick up on any Anything, words of knowledge, anything like that, and you want to share, uh, please feel free to pray us to the end and let it rip. Father God, thank you for this wonderful interview today. The church in America, Lord, needs help and needs it bad. And unfortunately, our churches, most of them, have removed deliverance from the gospel. And Jesus was a preacher and a teacher and a healer. And 30% of all of his healings, dear Lord, were deliverances. And so, Father, I'm asking you right now, open these people's eyes. Don't let them, like me, sit at a church for years in bondage to emotional problems when, I, when they can be healed. Father, I'm asking you to reach out to them right now and heal their soul wounds, heal these mental illnesses, Heal these stubborn physical illnesses. These people have been prayed for a hundred times and they're not healed because we haven't found the root. And I'm asking the Lord for a divine revelation of love to help these people in Jesus' holy name. 
Thus saith the Lord. Amen. Amen, listeners. And again, we thank you for checking out our show today. And again, this series of uh, programs that we're going to do on deliverance is uh, is vital to keep in your repertoire. It's vital to uh, have this as a tool to work with because uh, the, you know these are things that God gives us to handle situations. And you know, the more stuff you have to work with, bigger things you could take on. And uh, this is again stuff we got to know and we got to be openly having discussions about. So again, check out our website for any of these programs at dominionfire.com, facebook.com slash dominion fire and on twitter at dominion fire as well as mine is at healing minister you can email us uh, if you've received any healing if you have any testimony or like to ask some questions dominion fire church at gmail.com and uh, just please let people know that we're out here share the word and uh, we are just doing our best to just bring this information to as many people as possible and just start revolutionizing uh, this kingdom here on earth and uh, we're, we're getting there friends it's uh, I, I thank you all for listening because the numbers are growing every week and we're truly grateful to you thank you for uh, hanging here with us and spending time with us we also send a big thanks to Michael W. Smith from HardcoreChristianity.com and we will see you next time here on the Heal the Sick podcast and as we always say here on the ministry boom goes Yeshua we'll see you next time